Hey there, my name is Lexi and I am a music artist and producer based in Atlanta, Georgia. To book studio time or get help with production and development, follow me on social media at LexiATL, email at LexiSolo at gmail.com, text at 404-692-1299, or go to my website at LexiATL.com. Right now you're tuned into my podcast, Lex Chat, a show dedicated to music and entertainment, where we talk about the industry and the business, and we help each other to become better artists and better creatives. You can catch the live chats on Instagram and YouTube at LexiATL to be part of the conversation, or catch the replays on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Wherever you're watching or listening, please like, subscribe, follow, and engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews. If you'd like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please consider becoming a patron of mine at patreon.com slash LexiATL, where you can make a monthly pledge. Every bit of support truly does help me to be able to create more valuable content for you. This week on Lex Chat, I wanna get into the conversation of artificial intelligence. There have been a few different posts that I've seen online, that is to say on Instagram as well as Twitter because that's where I dwell. A few posts have been talking about some things that have happened. So there's this article that Billboard posted back on May 16th and the title is Major Labels to Send Takedown Notices to Streaming Services for AI Soundalikes. And then last night I was on Twitter and I saw something that said Timbaland wants to legitimize AI music featuring late legends. So I want to get into the conversation of artificial intelligence. And now we have this surgence of technology where AI can replicate the voice of very well-known artists. As long as you feed it lyrics, it can perform and sound just like those artists. And so this is opening up like a new can of worms as far as how are we going to proceed with the ethics of this and what kind of rights is this AI infringing upon? Is this a copyright issue? Is this a likeness issue? You know, like the same way people can trademark their images. Like I heard the Kardashians, they trademark or copyrighted their images. So now if publications wanna use their photos, they have to pay the Kardashians to post them, right? Is this gonna be the same situation for artificial intelligence where maybe it'll be as simple as, as long as you split publishing with the artist, it'll be okay? Or, you know, just, it's very much a gray area right now. And so it's an interesting conversation. If this is a topic you are interested in diving into, then stay tuned for the Lex Chat. During the break, I did ask you all, those of you who are tuned in live, what do you think about this whole conversation surrounding artificial intelligence as it pertains to music and how it will affect creatives in the industry? It's killing the authenticity of the music industry, in my opinion. Talking about people who have passed away and trying to make music for them, that they haven't even created. The only reason that I would support music of somebody who is deceased is if they recorded it before they passed away. It will never top personal people's 
creativity mm-hmm. in my mind. It's scary how it can give you something that sounds good. This is not real. It's been in effect for a minute now to take over music, to be honest with you. So what they're doing now, they're creating a law where you cannot use like a Drake voice or a Kanye West voice or any type of other familiar voice that you hear without their permission. Because now when albums come out, people will be confused and think it's an AI album. Labels will like it because they can control the artist without any type of payout or any type of thing going on. So right now the labels is gonna love it and run with it. For Timberland to support it, I don't agree with it. I don't like it. So we just have to be careful. We can't support it, that's it. I don't like it, man. It's like, if you a real person that like lyrics and you really are a fan of these artists, you'd be like, Kanye didn't say that quick. They trying to make everything microwavable. Now, they're trying to hit us with this AI. Remember the AI artist, the Mecca dude? Mm-hmm. I'm glad they got rid of that because that was corny as hell. What, what kind of story do you have? Like, damn, where you come from? Oh, you come from Planet Digital or something? Like, that's not interesting. We celebrating 50 years of hip hop. We need to treat this shit like it comes from a real place, you know? It comes from an origin, you know, not artificial intelligence. But that's my take on it. Over the next 10, 20 years, AI's gonna continue to get smarter and people will get more used to hearing it. The bar for lyricism or just creativity has declined. So I feel like the same way that the public has kind of accepted that as AI continues to inundate us and give us more music and AI gets smarter as far as what we're listening for, it'll catch up. I'm not looking forward to it, obviously. As an artist and a creative, I feel like the soul is where it comes from. Of course, you know, AI doesn't have a soul as as it pertains to us. So in the long run, I think it could be a good thing. It'll uh, test the creators who are really into it for the right reasons. If a wave is coming, tsunami or whatever you want to call it, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to ride it. I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to be prepared for it. This episode was inspired by the name of an article that I saw. This article was put out by Billboard, billboard billboard.com, and this was published on May 16th, 2023. It reads, headline, major labels to send takedown notices to streaming services for AI soundalikes. And then the past few days I've been getting on Instagram and seeing the latest thing is that Timbaland wants to legitimize AI music featuring late legends. And another commenter says, AI featuring late legends is grave robbing. And there are just so many things about this conversation that begins to get scary, honestly, because This is uncharted territory, and this is new technology that we have not explored yet. And there are a lot of questions around what type of rights are we, what type of rights are we infringing upon once we start using AI to replicate people's voices? Now, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, a producer named Dunlap, Exclusive, and we started talking about the topic a little more, but I didn't feel like I had enough information. I still don't feel like I understand all of this well enough to make like a, you know, to make a sound judgment. So this is all just from speculation right now. And this is knowing what I know at this moment. These are my opinions on the matter. So again, if anybody is tuned in live on my Instagram or my YouTube page, please feel free to comment on this topic as well. Alrighty. 
So before I get into the article, because I think it's going to tie into the questions that y'all asked, I want to get into the questions that were asked over Instagram live. Carl Kevin Robinson Jr. says, my question is, how will AI impact the voiceover industry and the use of voiceover artists for audio content and music? I think this is an excellent question. And this is a side of AI that I did not think about. The main, the main beef that people have with this development and technology, right? It's that the AI and technology in general is supposed to be making our lives easier. But unfortunately, instead of replacing us in positions where we are doing like hard labor or things that are just not conducive for, they're not like sustainable for people to be doing like heavy lifting and stuff like that. When it comes to that, I think it's not necessarily a bad thing that technology is taking over or AI is taking over. But what people are getting upset about is AI should not be created to replace the creator. AI should aid in the mundane things that people don't necessarily want to deal with. Maybe like administration, maybe copywriting, maybe typing out lyrics, you know, the little mundane and tedious things that go on behind securing a release or, you know, accompanying a rollout or writing press even around different projects that come out. I feel like artificial intelligence would better, it would better aid us in working to do those jobs versus having AI do stuff like creating a portrait based off of a composite of various images that it's been fed, right? Like we're feeding the AIs creative stuff so that they can create, but I think that's backwards. And the reason why I'm coming to this conclusion is because I've kind of gone down the rabbit hole. Um, if anybody knows anything about me, I do like to go on YouTube and listen to my little gossip sites. And most recently, I like going on Twitter because there have been some really dope conversations happening on Twitter. So in both of those instances, I like to look at the comment section because I like to see how people are talking about certain things. And the reason why I came to that conclusion and it's something that I agree with is because I've seen a lot of commenters say on the threads, like, you know, it's backwards to have technology be the creators when people should be the one creating art because art has the feeling and the emotion behind it. AI can only do as much as you teach it. It can only compile as much as you feed it. So we should be giving the technical stuff to the machines, the hard stuff to the machines, the heavy lifting to the machines, you know, the mundane things, things that can be automated should be given to the artificial intelligence, not people having to do the work while the machines have all the creativity. So I agree with that. Now, when Carl Kevin Robinson Jr. asked the questions, how will AI impact the voiceover industry and the use of voiceover artists for audio content and music? Now, y'all hope y'all don't think I'm slow, but I, I need to like repeat questions slowly to myself sometimes. How is AI gonna impact the voiceover industry? The way that this is intermingling with the topic of AI using composites of famous voices to sound like famous people, because we're feeding artificial intelligence 
a litany. That's a nice word. Because we're feeding artificial intelligence like a litany of resources and a, a library basically of voices and like I mentioned with the portrait thing, we're feeding them images and faces. Y'all know I gotta check my definition, litany. Cause I have never used that word. I've heard it used, but I've never used it for myself. A series of petitions for, no, litany. A usually lengthy recitation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very smart, very smart. Mm. I had to give myself props. So yeah, because we're giving AI a litany of resources to pull from, they are then creating a composite or like a combination of everything that it's being fed. And then it is generating something based off of the tools or the resources that it's been given. So as far as it affecting the voiceover industry, push comes to shove. If nobody wants to pay a human to read, then it's possible that AI can learn to mimic certain styles, certain tones. Like if you fed AI, and I'm not sure how this technology works, so y'all don't hold that against me. But in my mind, feeding AI something means like, let's say that one of the most recognized voices in our, in our lifetime, right? James Earl Jones, the voice of Mufasa in Lion King, right? If I sit down and I feed AI every piece of audio that James Earl Jones has ever recorded, whether for a movie or a TV show or a play or something like that, and then I ask it to read me something back in the voice of James Earl Jones, then it would be able to do that, all right? It's not James Earl Jones's voice, but that voice was what's the word I'm looking for? That voice was freely given to the AI. So when it comes to voiceovers, I'm thinking that the same way that Siri works, the same way that Google had to where you can change the voice from male to a female. At one point, Issa Rae's voice was on there, but those people gave their permission, right? And there were contracts involved. There are no contracts involved in this, but where I see it going for the voiceover industry is that they're going to have a library of voices and styles and reading styles, and they can just program AI to read it however they need to. And the technology is gonna get good enough to where it won't sound like a robot is reading. It's gonna get good enough to where you're not even gonna be able to tell whether this is a human reading or if this is a digitally generated voice and the use of voiceover artists for audio content and music. So we're actually gonna get into that. Maurice Beat says, we can't let AI take over our industry. This is why the writers are on strike. Exactly, exactly. This is why the writers are on strike. Maurice Beat says, the AI industry will take jobs from artists and filmmakers. We have to make sure we fight to keep our position in this industry. Labels finding a way, finding a way to not pay their artists and that's, always what it boils down to, right? We're looking at this in the wrong way because we shouldn't be looking at it as, oh, in order to save money from having to pay a human, a human who is going to be moody, a human who has emotions, a human who is going to have a human experience, things happen with the body, the voice needs rest, and there's just all these different variables to being human, right? When you say it like that, we are very, we're very inefficient creations. 
So instead of looking at using people for the heart and soul, people, <laughs> industries are looking to replace the labor of humans. But like I said earlier, that's backwards. We shouldn't be trying to replace the, um, why does it look like that? We shouldn't be trying to replace the labor with humans. AI should be the ones taking on the labor, right? Sorry, there's something going on with my screen on Instagram. I don't know what's happening. That was weird. So yeah, um, it's industries trying to save a quick buck to not have to pay people but you want AI to create things that you need heart and soul to create. So it's just, it's a very tricky playground that I think we're entering. And um, I want to enter into this article. So like I said, this was published by Billboard. This is at billboard.com. This article was published on May 16th, 2023. Major labels to send takedown notices to streaming services for AI sound alikes. Companies will lean on artists' rights of publicity to request removals, which platforms seem open to acting on. So before we even get into the article, right, this is the headline and the subline, the subheadline of it. This right here is the exact conversation that me and Dunlap had. It was like, you know, when you start releasing songs under, because Drake's AI and Jay-Z's AI have probably been the most popular ones where it's like, whoa, what are we doing? When you start seeing songs being released under Drake's name, under The Weeknd's name, under Ariana Grande's name, under Jay-Z's name, and there's no distinction between, is this the real Drake, the real Jay-Z, the real Ariana Grande, the real The Weeknd, or is this the AI? So that's first and foremost. There's no distinction between who am I getting? Is this the real artist or the digital representation of the artist? So at that point, right, technically the AI voice has generated something, has generated something original, right? So it's not infringing on anyone's copyright because it's not like the AI is re-singing or doing a cover of a song, right? It's taking all the information that it got from the voices of those people and then spitting something out, but it's been fed lyrics and it's been given production. So it's not an issue of copyright because the voices have original material that it's singing or rapping or saying, right? But in my opinion, and the sub headline of this article says it, companies will lean on artists' rights of publicity. What this means to me is that this infringes upon the rights of the likeness of an artist. So I haven't signed many contracts, but I've seen enough to know like some of the common terminology that you might see in a contract. And let's say that you get hired on set for a film or you're entering a zone where they're filming for a TV show or they're, they're filming for a game show or something. And they make you sign a waiver that says, hey, we have the right to show your image, publish your image and show and publish your likeness in whatever way we see fit. So your likeness, meaning your representation, right? Now, when it gets to this AI conversation, the question is gonna be, does the likeness include the voice? Does the likeness include 
the voice. And for some reason, I feel like looking up the definition of likeness. I love looking up the definition of everything. So the definition of likeness is the fact or quality of being alike, the resemblance. The meaning of likeness is similarity in appearance or character or nature between persons or things. So in my opinion, this is threatening an artist's likeness as well as an artist's brand because let's say the AI Drake decides that it doesn't want to rap. It wants to make Drake's voice sing country music, but country music does not align with Drake's brand and it does not align with Drake's fan base. So that might cause some confusion amongst the fan base and it might cause some confusion amongst like, you know, what lane is Drake trying to be in? And it could mess up an image that he has built surrounding his likeness. So I do see a lot of issues coming about when it comes to the misrepresentation of an artist because there was no, there was nothing distinguishing the real artist from the AI. And I should get back into this article. So that's where I think the argument is mainly gonna be in. It's not gonna be copyright because the AI is getting original songs written for it. It's just the likeness and the brand of the artist is being infringed upon. And that's something that's gonna be really hard. Is it hard? Or is it just like, cause you know, like I said earlier, you can like trademark your image. And like the Kardashians, I heard that allegedly they trademark their image. So the paparazzi has to pay them whenever they sell pictures to publications or something like that. So is it possible to trademark a voice though? Because how have we been generating voices you know is it possible to trademark a voice how have we been generating voices that's going to be the real question because it kind of falls under the same lines of there are only so many chords in musical structure that you can play on a song and ed sheeran just got you know he he won the case i believe but against the marvin Gaye estate where they tried to say he was copying the chord progression that was used in Let's Get It On. What is Ed Sheeran's song called? We found love right where we are. We found love right where we are. That song, whatever the name of that song is. And then Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Let's Get It On. So they were trying to say that like I said, Ed Sheeran copied those chord progressions, but it's like, yo, he's literally not singing the same song. So when it comes to this AI stuff and the likenesses of the artist, can you truly, there are all, there are like only so many sounds out in the, in the world, right? Like this is dangerous territory because are we trademarking sounds now? Only certain people or only a certain group is going to have access to certain sounds. Like there's just no way that we can put laws on that. And I don't feel like we should get into a place where we're trying to make legislation around that. It's just, it's just very scary, very scary, you know? So let's get into this billboard article. 
The three major label groups have been in talks with the big music streaming services to find a way to get them to remove recordings with AI generated vocals created to sound like popular artists. Billboard has learned. The idea under discussion with Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music would operate much like the one laid out by the Digital Millennium Copyright Act of 1998, but would cite violations of rights of publicity rather than copyright, which is what we said earlier, right? According to sources at all three majors. Unlike the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, however, this arrangement appears to be voluntary. The 1998 Digital Millennium Copyright Act gives online services that use, store, or transmit copyrighted works a safe harbor from secondary liability for copyright infringement as long as they abide by a notice and takedown system that allows rights holders to ask them to remove copyrighted content. So this means, does it say it or do I need to explain it? That law would not apply to most AI generated. Okay, I don't think it says it, but what that basically means is a safe harbor from secondary liability for copyright infringement as long as they abide by a notice and takedown system that allows rights holders to ask them to remove copyrighted content. That means technically, I'll use the example of the remix that I did to this NBA Youngboy song. I recently did a verse on NBA Youngboy's song, Drawing Symbols, left his first verse, I put a second verse on it, and then he has a third verse, I sandwiched my vocals in between that. Now. If I then go and I share that song to streaming platforms, like I distribute it as if it's my own, I don't technically have the rights for that song because that was originally a work of NBA Youngboy and whoever is behind him in that team. So I could put the song up and I did put it on YouTube, but that's not necessarily like distribution because I'm not getting paid for that, right? Somebody else claims the copyright on that piece of content. But if I put it on Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon and Tidal and all of that, that means that if NBA Youngboy caught wind of that song, if him and his team caught wind of that and they didn't like that I was using his name to like, you know, come up on streams and money or whatever, they have the right because they are the rights holders. They have the right to ask for that copywritten material to be taken off of the streaming platform. That's what this part of the article means, all right? So let's keep reading. The law would not apply to most AI-generated sound-alike tracks because they do not infringe protected elements of copyrighted recordings or compositions, but rather a trademark or a right of publicity the protection celebrities may be able to receive to protect their names and likenesses from unauthorized commercial exploitation. That's what I said earlier, right? That's what I said earlier. I don't think this is an issue of copyright infringement. It's more an infringement on the brand and the likeness of the artist. So right of publicity. I wanna see, is there a definition for that? right of publicity the right of publicity is a right to legal action designed to protect the names and likenesses of celebrities against unauthorized exploitation for commercial purposes federal appeals court judge jerome and frank coined the term in the case of halian laboratories incorporated yeah so it's it's protecting someone's 
recognizable. Okay, let me read this one. The right of publicity prevents the unauthorized commercial use of an individual's name since they did not specify is this AI Drake AI Jay-Z or is this real Drake real Jay-Z since they did not specify then they infringed upon the rights of an individual's name okay so the right of publicity prevents the unauthorized commercial use of an individual's name likeness or other recognizable aspects of one's persona this part is interesting to me because recognizable aspects of one's persona to me that translates my unique voice the unique timbre of how my voice sounds now timbre is basically like the uniqueness of my voice that's a term that I learned back in my school days first first quarter of art institute that's right the timbre is the character or quality of a musical sound or voice as distinct from its pitch and intensity so everybody has a certain timbre to where once you hear that person's voice or you hear their singing voice, you automatically know it's that person. That's what a timbre is. So the AI is infringing upon that recognizable aspect of that persona. So yeah, yeah, this is fun. OMG, I got a few more minutes on my camera. Um, let's see here. Songs that imitate the voices of big name talent have become a trend over the past month, reaching widespread attention in mid-April when the track Heart on My Sleeve, which apparently used AI to mimic the style and tone of vocals by Drake and The Weeknd, was uploaded to streaming services and then swiftly removed. The song did not credit those artists, although they were referred to in social media posts about it. Citing rights of publicity can be more complicated than copyright because they are matters of state law in the U.S., backed by limited legal precedent. Rights vary by state. Protections for deceased artists vary even more widely, and the use of sound-alike vocals for creative purposes may in some cases be protected as free speech. Mmm. The use of sound-alike vocals for creative purposes may in some cases be protected as free speech. Very interesting. How is that going to work, though, if it's infringing, infringing on someone's likeness and what was it? Reputable aspects, recognizable aspects of one's persona. I don't know how that's going to work. That's why it's so interesting. Further complicating matters. These rights almost always belong to artists, not labels which would presumably file notices on the artist's behalf with authorization. Right now, however, this is the most obvious legal argument with which to keep AI-generated sound-alikes off major streaming platforms. Mm. So, okay, that part is interesting too. Um, these rights almost always belong to artists, not labels. Now, which rights are they saying? The protection is uh, as as of freedom of speech. That was a terrible stutter. But anyway, in April twenty-six, in an April twenty-six earnings call, UMG CEO and Chairman Lucian Grange seemed to signal this approach to investors. The recent explosive development in generative AI will create rights issues with respect to existing copyright law in the U.S. and other countries, as well as laws governing trademark, name and likeness, 
voice impersonation and right of publicity. He said, further, we have provisions in our commercial contracts that provide additional protections. It's not clear if takedowns issued by the majors would rely on these provisions, state law, goodwill, or some combination. Some executives have raised concerns that AI soundalikes that imitate the voices of popular artists could result in consumer confusion. What did I say earlier? Still, a few artists like Grimes and Holly Herndon have embraced the technology, training their own AI voice models and making them available to the public. Hmm. Meanwhile, companies like UberDuck, Supertone, Ling... Lingying Engine and Covers.ai are marketing models with which to replicate voices. Covers.ai, which launched last week, which would have been May like 9th, has said that it received over 100,000 signups in anticipation. Tencent Music Entertainment executives announced in November that with the company's Lingying Engine, they had created and released over 1,000 songs containing synthetic AI voices already, one of which amassed 100 million streams. Who's paying the AI? How is the AI getting money? A hundred million streams? That's ridiculous. This stance taken by the leading streaming services counters a recent announcement from the blockchain-based music platform, Audius, which announced that artists can now opt in to allow AI-generated works on their artist page to organize this new music and avoid confusion. Audius would create a separate tab on the artist's page, especially for user-generated content. Representatives for Universal, Sony, Warner, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music did not respond to requests for comment. Ooh, that was an interesting read. Oh, so my thing with this, right? Let me stop and start my camera one more time. So my thing with this, this whole thing And I'll have to address the Timberland thing. Timberland wants to legitimize AI music featuring late legends. I'll have to talk about that another time, although I don't think I need to because I think this article covers it all. (sighs) 100 million streams? I need a calculator. I need streams to US dollars. Do they have such a calculator? All right, so one stream, let me see if I can pull up a calculator since I'm using my phone and everything else. Wait, does my computer have a calculator? Yes, it does. I don't know why I went on Google for that. All right, so 100 million. Let's say this is based off of Coinbase. This is just a Google search I did, streams to US dollars. This says one stream equals 0.000538. So we're gonna multiply times 0.000538. 100 million streams is $53,800. Going to an AI generated song. Who is benefiting? Oh, you know, that's kind of a crazy question. I guess the person benefiting would be whoever created that AI and whoever fed it the lyrics. But if you, so people can make real money off of this, but if you are an artist, like if you're Drake and somebody got a hundred million streams from your voice, if I was Drake, I would be upset if I was not cut in on the deal. So 
like I said, I don't know much about this and I would need time to like marinate on this topic, but the easiest solution that I can think to say right now is that this won't be a problem as long as the AI is made clear that it is AI and it's not the original artist. So that's one. And I think we'll be okay as long as the discussion of publishing and how the funds, the proceeds, the earnings, the profits from these streams, how are those being divvied up when it comes to the publishing and the songwriter split, the songwriter share, you know? And then I guess who is holding the right to allow the technology to generate? Like if literally anybody can sign up to that, that platform, like was it Audius? What's the, no, covers.ai? Anybody could create an AI voice. So technically that person, and then it gets sticky because the person created the voice, but you did it through the platform of covers.ai. So technically covers.ai is what it is. Like none of us owns our Instagram page. You know what I'm saying? So if you're using a site like that, it only exists within the ownership of that site's technology. And it just, it just gets really convoluted. Everything just gets really convoluted. So right now, the best solutions that I see as of right now, after having read that article and thinking about this off the top of my head right now, the way that we avoid complications with this is distinguishing, is this the real artist or is this the AI artist? And I think now more than ever, we need to make sure that we are crediting writers and producers loudly. So like it should be very easy and open and public to see who was involved in the production of the record. And then when it comes to the publishing, how are we determined? Like, how are we determining the splits? I know that the songwriting will probably work the same, but now you have to cut in the person who developed the technology or the person who had the idea to develop the generated voice. So, I, you know, contracts for labels is another aspect I just thought of. The contract for a label is now going to have to include being able to control an artist's meta persona. You know, I don't know what the terminology is going to be for this, but labels can control an artist's likeness. That likeness, the definition of a likeness is just going to have to expand into being your look, your voice, your image. I think they already do though. So I think that's covered you know, in the universe and in perpetuity. Those are always some terms that you're going to see in the contract. So I think as long as these things are outlined and the definition of likeness has to have been understood, I think the likeness of to include the voice, I think that's what's going to give the labels the rights to these AI voices because they're already controlling the likeness of the artist. I think, I think. But y'all let me know what y'all think about this topic in the comment section down below. I know I did a lot of rambling and allowing my thoughts to go all over the place. So I hope you could keep up with me as we read through this billboard article. Definitely check it out for yourself if you want to read it for yourself. It's billboard. All I did was Google billboard 
major labels to send takedown notices to streaming services for AI sound alikes. If you just do like billboard AI takedown, I'm sure you could probably find this article, but it is on billboard.com. It's the one with Drake's picture. Drake is performing on stage during Lil Baby and Friends birthday celebration concert at State Farm Arena on December 9th, 2022. So if you wanna check out this article for yourself, highly encourage you to do that. But what are your thoughts on this whole conversation of artificial intelligence and how it's going to be used to turn the music industry upside down as if there weren't enough issues with the music industry or is this going to be more like a partnership another way to make easy money and possibly even x out the artists down the line because why deal with a moody artist who can't tour but only so much because the body tires the vocal cords tire attitudes you know sometimes you don't feel like it family and relational problems you know is the music industry going to work together with AI? I'm sure they will because they like their money. Or is this going to flip the industry even more and divvy up the bread between more people, depending on who holds the rights to the technology that developed it? You understand the questions I'm asking? And I hope that y'all are asking these questions as well. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section or the reviews. Let's have some dialogue on it. But thank you all so much for tuning in to the Lex Chat today. My name is Lexi. You can find me everywhere at LexiATL. If you would like to catch these chats live on Instagram and YouTube, find me at LexiATL to be part of the conversation or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, and YouTube. Wherever you're listening or watching, please like, subscribe, follow, and engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews. If you wanna go the extra mile to support me, then please consider becoming a patron of mine at patreon.com slash LexiATL, where you can make a monthly pledge because every little bit of support, it really does help me to be able to create more valuable content for you and more think pieces like this alrighty and lastly I would like to encourage you to go check out my latest song called Dumb Games which is releasing on the 25th so I believe by the time this episode comes out it should be public check it out it's Dumb Games by Lexi produced by Isaiah Hill it's a little rap vibe a little raunchy if you don't want the raunchy I got the clean version that's coming out right along with it so check that out let me know what you think but thank you all so much for tuning in to Lex Chat today my name is Lexi until next time Peace. Play dumb games, win dumb things. Let them think they still win it. If they wanna play, let them play, don't kill it. You ain't gotta say it, cause they gon' feel it. Yeah. Play dumb games, win dumb things. Let them think they still win it. If they wanna play, let them play, don't kill it. You ain't gotta say it, cause they gon' feel it. Yeah. Why you even put them on your stories, huh? Internet fiends, no worries, huh? I got them in a the bed, got them laying, huh? I see you like games, let's play it, uh. You can talk that, talk this. You just mad, cause you ain't that chick, yeah. He gave you no perks. He love it when I'm with him, yeah, I bet that hurts, huh? I gave him the green light. Only reason I was with him, cause I need a little daddy who could spend right. Baby girl.